Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Aditya Thakre, uh, Cabinet Minister of Maharashtra, thank you so much for speaking with Hindustan Times. I want to, you know, I'm speaking to you at a time where various states have just announced their unlocking. Maharashtra has also done the same. But it's also coming at a very difficult time. And you as someone who handles the environment must be very concerned about it. Also at a time when they are predicting that you'll be hit with a, uh, with a cyclone soon. How, how bad really is it handling all of this together? To be very honest, uh, firstly, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. You know, we've been doing this for almost, what, seven, eight years and uh, crucial times, especially be it elections, be it whatever. So, uh, no, we have been, you know, on top of the situation. Thankfully, all the citizens have been really cooperative. Everyone's been patient with this whole scenario. And uh, COVID is one scenario where nobody in the world has yet been able to predict whether opening up or lockdown, how long would it go on for? To be honest, we have begun a mission yesterday called Begin Again, because lockdown has, of course, been around for almost two and a half, three months. And as we start opening up, it has to be very, very slow, very, very staggered, planned, carefully planned, measured. And um, the biggest factor of measuring in here is the medical response and how we are hit in a medical sense more than anything else. Because first is life over livelihood. Of course, we are now opening up so that livelihoods don't die out. But primarily, we want to uh, protect and safeguard our citizens and the entire population. So I think that is very important. Uh, the way we went into a lockdown as a state also was very staggered. From around 8th or 9th of March, we started moving in into a lockdown phase-wise. Likewise, if we have to come out of it, it has to be in a very planned and uh, you know, a very meticulous planning has to go in. So that's what is happening. So when you say meticulous and plan phase-wise, I know that you have said, okay, we are going to open up shops on alternate days, but we are not going to have malls. So tell us, what is the process that you all employed in order to take that particular route? No, so of course, uh, there have been a lot of deliberations right from you know every uh, association that is into this. It, apart from that, all the directives or any observations any other country in the world has made, be it WHO or any other country. You know, So uh, basics of, you know, for example, if there's a single air circulation, is that more detrimental than not having air conditioning? So one of the factors was that. So a couple of factors or the footfalls and how spacing out would happen, how social distancing could happen, or rather physical distancing should, uh, should be happening, alternate sides of the roads, things like that. So if you see from, I think, the second or the third, we've uh, opened up for people to at least step out and get into a little bit of physical exercise, be it walks or you know just a little jog or a run, uh, but not touch any equipment or not go indoors. So because as as less the surface you, you touch, that's safer for you, uh, you know, so that then from fifth onwards, alternate sides of the roads for shops, eighth onwards, offices with 10 percent. 
so these are staggered openings we are uh, indulging in because of course uh, all of this is always going to be trial and error all of this is always going to be uh, a system where you work in a way where you have the cooperation of the citizens they follow precautions and you take absolute caution to keep them safe so i think it's a two way process and that's what we see everywhere around the world some of the things that have really opened up say uh the other day i was reading a news article about schools opening up in a couple of countries and yes, shutting down in the uk so we don't want to get into the exactly and i believe in uh, korea as well so we don't want to get into the situation zone of yes no yes no so the slow we go and the steadier we go i think it's better so what is the deal with schools in maharashtra aditya i know that usually you open in june yes around uh, 10 to 13 june is the opening time normally um most of our schools currently especially in red zones are uh, quarantine facilities and cc1s so obviously we cannot open them up to uh, uh, education purposes right now but we've begun a process where we've started interacting with a lot of people in the field of education and technology and even though schools might not open up we cannot hold back education education has to open up so how do we reach out to each and every child irrespective of the economic strata social strata how do we start off with education for them is it online uh, in green zones can we start offline what is social distancing mean in uh, schools i think these are some of the deliberations that we've got into now there was an hour long meeting that the chief minister held with a couple of people yesterday in terms of education and technology likewise i have been doing that um, our ministers for higher and technical education mr uday saman and uh, you know for school education ms varsha gai kaur both of them have been also in this in this work a lot so, so you, we so are you don't focusing have on education yet. we cannot not really but we cannot let uh, the academic year just pass by without education beginning so we have to start off with education so what's fascinating is that uh, you know like you i was also just hearing about the fact that china's opened up its schools uh, and in one of the classes they have more than 50 people um uh, and this was the american reporter his children going to one of those schools so it's fascinating as to how people are opening up and what kind of uh, exactly uh, and for for our our you know school ratios most of the school uh, schools have about one teacher to 40 45 kids and in in a smaller space so how do we do physical distancing in that sense is also very important so i if we just look at the uh, like a macro picture that thakre i wanted to ask you that if it looks the figures about maharashtra are a bit um for for lack for using yeah. a very generic yes that's right thank you for that um that's because out of the five worst hit districts three of them are in maharashtra mumbai thane and pune um what do you see as the possible solution or hope for that or are you accepting that yes we are the worst hit and you know sanitra in this i think the first and foremost principle that we have to use as a government and someone trying to work in covid relief is not fear the numbers because in any disaster especially when you have an epidemic or you have a pandemic which is of a global scale where you've seen numbers in china you've seen numbers in brazil in italy in france in spain in the united states especially in a city like new york um in all these cities especially in these countries uh, the way population density is spaced out is very very different from what mumbai is again one of the biggest difference is um, mumbai's uh, community toilets and the way our hub, you know houses are planned or the you know the size of an average house and the amount of people living in that house the chawl system is, oh, exactly this is a vast difference from any other city that you could compare mumbai to and then if you compare that 
we've done far better than most of the cities but i wouldn't you know there's there's nobody to blame because when there's a virus you're fighting against an invisible enemy you've got to respect the virus while fighting it uh, again when i say don't fear the numbers a higher number isn't necessarily a higher infection than a neighboring city or a neighboring state it only means that the government and your local officers have been more successful in identifying those numbers and isolating those numbers the more numbers you identify the more numbers you isolate you will have a peak probably sooner than later but then that is a sure shot way of curbing the infection because you're containing the spreaders you're containing the carriers so a higher number doesn't necessarily mean a comparatively high infection rate it also means that you've been successful in identifying the carriers i think that is very crucial and we've told all our officers on ground be it the medical officers be it our municipal officers be it the police officers and the people don't fear the number chase the case we've adopted the strategy of chase the case go in there and identify those numbers that's why we have also probably one of the highest um, you know uh, testing rate per million in the country you have 15000 uh, that's what you do per million uh, right yeah. but i wanted to ask you it's still much much lower than what we have across uh, the world in other cities i want to also ask you that many people are questioning the fact that it is thakre that why is it that maharashtra government is not testing asymptomatic people because we've seen in in india if we hear all the kind of health ministry updates as well that a majority of people in india especially those who are infectious are asymptomatic what about testing asymptomatic people is what i'm asking no we're purely going by the icmr guidelines and the first testing that you should give priority to is of course the symptomatic ones because they are the ones who need an immediate medical response if you see world over most of the asymptomatic people do not need any medical intervention and uh, by even say icmr guidelines be it the uh, you know the systems being followed in united kingdom or be it the systems being followed in our state as well asymptomatic patients who have a room to self isolate can self isolate with the medical supervision of a physician and the municipal corporation of that particular city so of course uh, the the guideline goes like you have a symptomatic patient you have to test him immediately in the high risk group which may or may not be positive has to be tested between the 5th and the 10th day because you might have a false positive or a false negative case in the first 5 days it takes roughly about 7 days for a case to incubate and you know not a doctor or a medical science a scientist but this is what we've understood from all the guidelines and whatever we read and you know all the advice that we get so these are things that we going by guidelines and we have to stick to those guidelines but do you would you consider changing because yes icmr may be saying it but a lot of other progressive states are now expanding no we have to we have to look at we have to look at of course we need to expand because like i said you know when you increase the number of testing you increase also the identification of the people you can isolate but even in terms of mildly symptomatic uh, cases there are a couple of countries around the world that are allowing self isolation at home and that's what keeps your hospital beds a lot more freer than possibly someone else would need it so that is the formula that you roughly have to use again i said you know the world is absolutely like trying out things in the dark today and we are finding means and methods like first there was an entire uh, scale of wanting ventilators today we are also looking at oxygen concentrators we are looking at oxygen baths so these are things that i think uh, it's best left to the doctors more than us as policy makers and we have to go by their advice because they would know better So when you speak of hospital beds we've all seen those scary pictures of KEM hospital with uh with people who had died uh, their bodies still being left there with patients over there can you explain those pictures No I have uh, in, in fact we've said this before and the municipal corporation has also said that 
there are a couple of uh, you know uh, things that are put into procedure once a person unfortunately dies out of covid you have to seal the body uh, you have to wait for someone to claim it there are certain medical legal uh, procedures that are put into place but apart from that i think there has been a clearance after that you have a lot more space being created for the mortuary also i think what is very important is to understand that the amount of uh, pressure that not just government or private but just an entire medical system is facing around the world be it the doctors be it the nurses be it the hospitals be it the beds they are facing unprecedented pressure because the world has never probably seen so many patients at one time in a particular place and no matter what you do around the world you will always have a shortage because you have tons of more people than the hospitals and icu beds or regular beds available in that sense uh, we've actually moved into creating more hospitals and medical facilities now in terms of um, uh, beds for an epidemic where you are isolation wards we had only 400 as per the requirement in the previous few decades in mumbai within the last 15 days in hospitals itself we've increased from 400 to 5000 the jumbo modular facilities that we're creating the field hospitals would have roughly 15000 beds half of them would be oxygenated half of them non oxygenated some of them hdu some of them icu and some of them would also be for dialysis patients for covid but this will all be done phase wise phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 so phase 1 and 2 is roughly 9 and a half thousand beds phase 3 would be adding at least 6000 more beds so uh, tomorrow we are actually opening up a major facility which is the nesco exhibition ground which has 3000 lying in beds with half of them oxygenated uh, another facility that's opened up at the bkc uh, created by mmrd that has 1020 beds 504 oxygen beds phase 2 is with 900 isolation beds and 100 icu beds we're creating modular uh, icu beds on wheels so all of these things are you know going into place these things are happening but of course we have to grapple with the gravity of the situation this is a pandemic this is global yes so at the moment it are you saying that there is so people should just stay with you and be patient but there is a bit of a shortage no there is there is you know no matter what you do uh, in a country like us with a large population there will always be a shortage of things having said that we cannot just remain satisfied there is uh, that there is a shortage you, even in terms of ambulances we have in fact retrofitted our school buses and bst buses to make them into makeshift ambulances currently most of the pr- production of ambulances was shut so we've got the companies to start off again get into production you know and give us about whatever ambulances are required so all these things are very important even with ambulances the turnaround time for a typical ambulance with disinfection is more than an hour Yes. So um are you concerned I know that a lot of states are concerned about the increasing number of flights and trains. We've seen 200 new trains starting today passenger trains. Are you concerned is Maharashtra concerned? Uh we have to choose a particular direction more than concern in terms of uh, how are we going to deal with this opening up or lockdown or how do we deal with a lesser sense of infection moving from one place to another. The whole purpose of a lockdown was to get into pause mode and to be able to identify the carriers and contain them then and there uh one of the fears of course is what if the travelers start moving but i guess there are certain things being put into place by the union and the state government so i think there is some coordination and cooperation on that okay that sounds great uh, is there anything i know that there has been some amount of tension between union ministers and the state ministers we saw a very public kind of uh, a back and forth between chief minister udhav thakre ji and between piyush goel ji um what was you know at the end of it is do you feel that you're getting all the help and the cooperation that you need from the center 
I think we have to put it in this way that, of course, when uh, two different parties and two different coalitions are ruling in two different states or union center, those, you know, different little tussles here and there will always happen. But uh, most importantly, there has been a great cooperation within the parties in the state and with the prime minister, with the home minister and the chief minister. I think these three major entities have been in great cooperation and coordination. And that by far has kept politics aside during the time of pandemic. I think we have to uh, look at the federal cooperative, uh, federal, co- uh, you know, uh, the system, the federal system that is going on in our country, not just with union and state, but within states also, be it intrastate travel, uh, be it the movement of migrants. So I think it's, uh, at least for me, even though there must have been political, uh, not skirmishes, you know, little rub-offs, I wouldn't yeah. think it's the right time for a minister to be speaking on politics right now. We're all focused on pandemic and so- rather than highlighting any differences, I think we'd like to uh, focus on the unity and serve the people. Well, I, I think it's very interesting that you mentioned, especially mentioned Prime Minister Modi as well as being someone who was, uh, you know, uh, in a positive light in all of this. Well, Aditya Thakke, thank you so no, much. I, I mean, it's it's you have to admit that the states and the centre and interstates also, there has been a great sense of uh, coordination and support for each other. I think all the chief ministers and, uh, you know, the union government. There has, you know, there has been a good sense of cooperation. And I think uh, we have to keep politics aside and serve the people. And that is what we are elected for. Thank you so much for speaking to Hindustan Times. Thanks, Aditya Thakde. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.